Welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gonzalez Cumberbatch, and I know firsthand that it takes a village to raise a child, but most importantly, that it takes a village to uplift a mother. A mother's village is necessary and can take up many forms. Consider this podcast as part of your motherhood village. No matter the season of motherhood you're in, every conversation will give you more tools to add to your parenting toolbox and you'll feel supported, inspired, and uplifted. So let's get into an informative and empowering conversation. Hello and welcome to the Motherhood Village podcast. I am on with a very or two very special guests. I have Christy and Nicole, both of them or I should say Christy is the main founder of Twinkle Toes Nanny Agency and Nicole is the founder of Twinkle Toes Nanny Agency of Broward. Quick backstory here. Christy, the founder of Twinkle Toes Nanny Agency, is the owner of the Gainesville and Tampa Agency locations, as well as the Florida location. She founded Twinkle Toes when she was having trouble finding a nanny service for her own children. She was a nanny for over 10 years and knew the industry well, but there were no local agencies that were meeting her needs. And then Twinkle Toes was born. Nicole is the owner of Twinkle Toes Nanny Agency, West Broward, and she worked as a nanny for the Tampa locations and moved back home after school and decided to take the risk of opening a South Florida location. Her favorite part of the job as a nanny and now as an owner is an ability to create a trustful and loving relationship between families and nannies. Welcome, Nicole and Christy. How are you this Thank morning? You. I'm good. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Yes. yes. So before we dive into the specifics of the different agency locations and all the things, I always love to ask my guests their favorite books, just as a resource. This podcast is really for a resource for moms. So Christy, I'll start with you. Do you have a favorite book or one that you would like to recommend? Yeah, I would have said the 5 a.m. club, but I know that your previous guest said that. So I'm going to go with a new one or newer. Good to Great was a great one for me. I learned a couple of really important things from that book. That's an awesome book. Great. Thank you. And Nicole? I'm going to go basic and say Atomic Habits. I feel like it's something that everybody's read or they should read. I learned a lot about, you know, it's more than just goal setting. It's about, you know, helping build small, little achievable habits that, you know, provide the overall momentum rather than motivation to get you where you are. And I've read it at different stages of my life and I always resonate differently and highlight something new in it. So definitely one of my favorites. I like how you said that because I think sometimes like I'll read a book like an atomic habits or something like that. And I think it's good at different parts of our life that a book will hit us differently depending on where we're at. Right. When you, I know certainly when I became a mom, certain books that I read didn't really resonate and then going back to it. And it's not basic, like, you know, atomic habits (laughs) is such a great book. It actually has been mentioned of quite a few times on the podcast. And thank you, Chrissy, for um, listening to the episode before (laughs) and recognizing (laughs) I actually haven't read the 5 a.m. Um, club book, but I heard it's great. So now that you're the second one to mention it back to back, maybe I need to go ahead and do that. I know. Okay. Me too. So Christy, I want to dive deep because in the bios, there's several different locations and just quick, quick backstory. I connected with Nicole through another organization, this woman who owns a networking event here in South Florida. And I have a group community of moms and she was like, yeah, I have this great nanny agency that I connected with. And I was like, oh, never had heard of such a thing. And my son is six years old. And I feel like every year something changes in motherhood or parenthood where more resources come out. So Nicole and I connected. I loved the concepts. 
I love the fact that I knew someone that can personally relate and say, hey, I tried the service and it was great. So of course, immediately I want to connect with my moms and then of course on the podcast. So that's why you're both here today. But Christy, I want you to really dive deep and let my listeners know what really inspired you to create Twinkle Toes. What was your mission? And what problem were you trying to solve when you said, okay, let me create this business and serve mothers in this way? Yeah. So like you said before, originally I was trying to solve the problem of finding my own nanny because I had a corporate job, had a baby, maternity leave was ending. I didn't want to put them in daycare. So I thought, well, I'll, you know, I've been a nanny. Surely I can find a good nanny. And back then Craigslist was kind of of the place to go. This was almost 13 years ago. So I posted an ad, had some interviews and the people that came out were not so. I mean, it was was like, (laughs) is this really what's out there? And then the only other option in town at the time was a placement agency. And a placement agency is one where you pay them a couple of thousand dollars. And for that, let's say $2,000, you get a nanny. They give you, you know, a couple of nannies to interview. I didn't have $2,000 to spend on that. Plus when I looked at it, it was like, I looked at the contract, they were only guaranteeing the nanny for 90 days. So after 90 days, if she flakes, moves, whatever, I'm on the hook paying that placement fee again, and then starting the process all over again. And on top of that placement fee, I had to come up with a contract with this nanny I had to pay all of her payroll taxes. I had to find some sort of coverage if she was sick, if she went out of town, you know, all my eggs were in that one basket. So that just didn't seem like a good option at the time. And, you know, coming from the nanny's perspective, I worked for that agency when I was a nanny. And so I was the nanny who wanted to go on vacation with my family when I was in college and I couldn't go because I worked for two surgeons They were not going to cancel surgeries because I wanted to go to the beach. So I ended up having to work. I worked when I had the flu. I worked when I had strep. I mean, it was like I had no backup as the nanny. So I was looking at it from the parent's perspective. I was looking at it from the nanny's perspective. But originally, I just wanted to find a nanny. And I thought, like, I can't be the only person needing childcare that can't afford $2,000 just to get a list of names. So... That started the wheels turning. What ended up happening was my mom and my mother-in-law were both nurses and they coordinated their schedules so that they could both be off during the week and take care of him. So I didn't end up needing anybody. And I went back to my corporate job, hated it. Like hated isn't even a strong enough word, but it just felt like the most unnatural thing in the world to leave my baby at home while I went to work for, and I was a property manager. So It was working every single day over the summer. It was working my first Mother's Day. I had to work. I was inspecting disgusting apartments. Um, And that was kind of the final straw where I was like, I'm pulling the plug. I'm not doing this next year. Like, let's, let's get this thing rolling. So I had just been thinking through how to solve these different problems. And what I came up with was a system where we create sort of a pool of nannies. So we have a network of nannies. Once we hire them, they're contracted with the agency. The family is also contracted with the agency. And so it works like any other company in the country, you know, cleaning service, whatever the customer pays us, we pay the people that work plus our overhead. It's a pretty basic concept. But outside of that, 
we created, or I created this online scheduling system where nannies, once they're in the system, have a login to that. They can see other shifts if they need more income. If they're sick, they let us know. We keep somebody on call. We send that on-call person to fill in for them. If they want to go home for spring break, they just put it on the schedule. And then other nannies can see that their shifts need to be covered. So there's a backup for the nannies. There's backup for the families. And then lastly, from the business side of it, from the business perspective, if I am in a city the size of Gainesville, which is not as big as Broward County, and I'm only making $2,000 per customer, that's not sustainable long-term. So in this business model, there's ongoing revenue, there's profit to reinvest in the business and do things like build out the scheduling site, improve it constantly, reinvest in my nannies. And we do things like self-defense classes, stuff like that as kind of group activities. So it's kind of a three-prong approach that I took to coming up with this concept. And it evolved over time. I mean, I didn't come to the table with like, here's my perfect business plan. It was a lot of trial and error. And it was, you know, just figuring out what worked. And I think that's that's the way most businesses happen. You know, you don't walk into it perfect. You walk into it with a basic idea, see what works, test the market, whether it's your prices or your structure or whatever, and kind of make adjustments and figure it out as you go. I love that. And actually, one of the things that you said, because we had a nanny for my son, but I remember being so scared to go back to work as well, came from corporate, I was VP of finance. And I was like, what are we going to do? We were like getting down to the wire. I was like, I, I don't have childcare. And then it just so happened we had a Hail Mary where someone that we knew had recommended someone. But to your point, the pool out there, you know, you don't know where to look. And when you're a first, mm -hmm. especially when you're a first time mom, but even if you're oh, yeah. your second child, like you're like, wait, what, huh? What, you know, things change and where do I look and where do I feel safe, you know, sending my child or watching my child. But it's so funny because you mentioned like, what about timing and time off? And I remember when my husband and I were discussing bringing a nanny in and I was like, well, we have to talk about like PTO and vacation time. And he's like, why? And I'm like, what do you mean? What if she gets sick? Like, what if she <laughs> she's like, not a robot? She's not a yeah. robot. Like I was like, and you know, I need to invest in her to your point, right? Because she's taking care of our most prized thing that we have. So of course I want to make sure she can have a mental health day if she needs time off and all the things. So it's, it's awesome that you mentioned that, that you thought of that, right? When when making this whole thing of, of saying, okay, well, let's how do we make it sustainable for the nannies? How do we also benefit mm -hmm. the families? Before Nicole, I get to you and how you connected with Christy. Christy, why don't you also talk about, about then some of the challenges from one business owner to the next? Same thing, right? You have this idea. You're like, I just want to support families. I want to make it easy. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. We need this. What about this? And all the things. What has been truly like a big challenge for you over the past now? How many years from when the Almost agency, 13. Wow. That you've seen. And then looking back now, you're like, wow, in hindsight, maybe you would have done things differently only to kind of let my listeners in and any business owners that could be listening to say, listen, this is kind of was some challenges, but we made through it. And maybe if you could have done things differently, what that would have been, if anything. Yeah. So I think the first and biggest challenge that every entrepreneur is going to face is like, do I take this risk? Do I do this? That's the first and biggest. And I've always been a risk taker. So that wasn't such a turnoff to me. Like I would rather have freedom and associated risk 
than security and no freedom. And the security and no freedom is what I had working in a corporate job. I would still be there. You know, I could have retired there, but there was no freedom. I couldn't, you know, take my son to the park, spend my first Mother's Day with him, do not even have weekends off over the summer. I mean, there was just no freedom. And for me, it's an easy choice. I would take freedom over security any day, all day. So when we first started, and I say we, I'm referring to my husband and myself because he was super supportive. And we lived in, I don't even think our first house was a thousand square feet. I mean, it was tiny. It was a house that he bought when he was in college. So it's like a former bachelor pad. We're having our first baby. I'm driving a car that was almost 20 years old. And now I'm quitting my secure job with health insurance benefits to take a risk and do this thing that a lot of people said I shouldn't do because, you know, it's, there's too much risk involved in terms of liability and you're dealing with people's kids. And so I walked away from that job knowing we were going to be eating rice and beans for at least the first year, which we did. I mean, we literally ate rice and beans because we had no money. I'm in student loan debt. I mean, it was looking back, it was not the smartest decision, but it was the best decision. So, and I tell this story, it's funny. I remember we wanted to go to his cousin's bridal shower in North Carolina, and we could not afford to drive to North Carolina in my 20 year old car. We didn't have gas money. Like we had nothing. So we... I ended up cleaning out my closet, took all my old clothes to consignment, got the cash to pay for the gas to go to her bridal shower. We packed a picnic, like we ate on the side of the road. I mean, and looking back, that was so fun, you know, because we had this little baby and like we're having a picnic on the side of the interstate. But you so, I mean, those, yeah, I mean, it's, that's the biggest risk I think for anybody. Uh, luckily it paid off. It didn't pay off maybe until the first, I would say the first year it was at least a year until I paid myself and I wasn't replacing my corporate income that I'd left for probably three years because every dime I brought in, I put right back into the business in marketing, advertising, you know, improving my screening process, just whatever I could do to make it bigger and better. The one thing I did, I think that really made the difference is everywhere I went, I was talking to people about Twinkle Toes it didn't matter if it was like a mom event or not. Like I was talking to everyone about it. I kept business cards on me all the time. If I went to the park with my son, I'm dropping business cards in the strollers, in the cup holders of the strollers where the moms parked their strollers so they could go play with their kids. Like they're, they're going to hear about it. Yes. And that's, I think that's what it takes, you know, to really get something off the ground. It's just that like determination and to the point where other people are like, shut up about Twinkle Toes already. <laughs> but, you know, that's what it takes to get it done. So that's it what does. I did. I think that sometimes that we have this illusion that if you build it, it will come. But <laughs> you can't, you, it know, you can't rely hustle. on social media. It takes a hustle and the grit, it's, the yes. grit to do it. You yeah. will not build your business sitting behind your computer. Yes. You have to Agreed. leave your house. You have to interact with people, talk to people. You can't manifest your dreams to come true. Like you can put that into it, but that alone is not going to work without the grit, without pounding the pavement, without talking to people. Yeah, no, a thousand percent. So how did Nicole, how did you connect with Christy? And then before I asked you about the, you know, we'll get into the like locations and all the things, but yeah, how did you connect with, with Christy? Yeah. So I was a student at the university of South Florida in Tampa and I lived in my sorority house and I think I had like 
eight friends working for this lady named Robin. And they Mm -hmm. had so much fun. They were always able to do things on the weekends. Meanwhile, I was working, I think, at like Longhorn Steakhouse. And I was hating my life because I was always working on weekends. And, you know, like it was just awful. So finally, I, you know, I had nannied in high school and taken care of younger, like my younger siblings and picked up jobs from here to here here to there but I never like worked for an agency or anything so I decided you know to just call the Robin who was the manager of Twinkle Toast Tampa at the time and introduce myself and get an interview and I learned more about it and I started working as a nanny while I was in school and I fell in love with it I fell in love with everything about being a nanny and being there for other people's children and you know, like the flexibility with work and also just like the security of the agency as well. It was just very exciting. And then I started actually nannying for Robin's first child at the time, Vaughn. And I was obsessed with Robin. Like she (laughs) was this go-getter businesswoman who was building this, you know, business that was so everybody in Tampa knew what Twinkle Toes was, you know, like all my friends knew that nanny agency. And there was a lot of competitors in Tampa, but everybody gravitated towards Twinkle Toes. So I was just, you know, I I admired Robin and what she was building. And when I started nannying for her, I was just so intrigued on how she was being this, you know, woman entrepreneur while raising a child, but working from home. It was just, I was like, I need to do this. So that's how I kind of started, you know, picking, picking people's brains on what it takes and um, how it works. And then the pandemic happened. So I had to, I got COVID and I couldn't get a positive or a negative test to save my life. I was one of those people that just kept testing positive, even though I wasn't sick. So I couldn't like finish my nannying that last year while I was in school. So I ended up moving back home to Broward County and I stayed in contact with Robin all the time. And I would FaceTime her and her son and just keep in contact with her. And it was really like her and I that kind of planted the seed, you know, like I think a Twinkle Toes in South Florida would be hugely successful and very exciting. And she, you know, was always telling me like, you can do this, you have that personality. And she was kind of just, you know, providing that support and introduced me to Christy. And I talked to Christy, I think like a handful of times and I was like, I'm in, I want to do this. I want to take this risk and just see where it goes. I'm so impressed because you're young, right? And I say the yes. age because I mean, you're talking about 2020 college, by the way, go bull. Yeah. My cousin graduated yes, from USF, bulls. but although I'm an owl FAU, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think there's something admirable about that. And you and I had talked offline. Cause I was like, wait a minute, like, how did that turn to that to say, I want to be an entrepreneur, you know, to say, I yeah. want to be a business owner and I want to make this a career and really build something. So I think that's a testament to two things. Number one of what you really learned and took from Twinkle Toes, right. And, and how special yeah. that is, because I would imagine you're like, listen, if I'm going to get out of college and put my name to anything or work for something. And the fact that you said, you know what, I can do it on my own, I think is so admirable. So kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I want, and either one of you, and maybe Nicole, you can kind of take this and then Christy, maybe also add upon to it. You mentioned competitors, right? I don't know of any competitors down here in South Florida. So I don't know what's maybe in the Tampa area or that area. What 
makes Twinkle Toes so special? Why were people gravitating towards that? You know, what makes you guys kind of stand out against some of those competitors and really make mothers more importantly, trust you? Because that to me, I think that would be the biggest thing. Like, how can we trust? A lot of times moms are like, I want someone who can write a true review, who has worked with the person, who has known the person. Here you come with this nanny agency. So how have you been able to have the credibility and the trust? So Nicole, take that from your perspective. And then Christy, you can add upon to that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's all about the way we build relationships. And Christy said a lot of us were nannies before we opened our agencies in our location. And I think that allows, you know, that specific you know, you're able to relate and I can almost anticipate, you know, parents' concerns or what they're going to need as, you know, expectations or responsibilities. And also being a nanny, I was able to, you know, enter these people's homes and realize like, oh my gosh, being a parent is a lot, you know, like you're juggling being a parent and, you know, being a good partner and being a career oriented individual. So when I was a nanny, I, you know, I wanted to go above and beyond always. I cleaned anything I could find. If I had downtime, I, you know, I wanted to make their lives as easy as possible. So I think, you know, after opening Broward County, it really showed me like what I want when I employ my nannies and what I'm looking for during the recruitment process and making sure that this isn't just, you know, some profession. You know, this is about being an all-around person and, you know, have having that those characteristics that it's not just, you know, watching a child, but it's, you know, being there for those people. A lot of these parents are first-time parents or, you know, I've never had childcare before. So I think that's super important to me. And then, you know, also when I do talk to clients, I always end up just kind of telling them my little backstory on how I started because they're always so curious. And once they find out that like I was a nanny for the agency and have that like special insight, I think it not automatically gains their trust, but is a huge step forward in the fact that they know that I know what I'm looking for and I know what I'm doing. And I have just like those ongoing support and insight for clients and for my nannies. Love that. Christy? Yeah, I agree with what Nicole said about building that trust. For me, what I've seen, because I've got the benefit of having the perspective of seeing how all of my 22 locations have done this and who's been successful and who's not and what's been the difference maker in terms of, you know, gaining the family's trust and building the business. And the number one thing that I see is trust is built by communication, right? You're, if you're not communicating with someone, you have no way of building trust. The number one thing that I've seen is how effectively does that owner or that manager at that specific location communicate with the families? If they don't hear from you for three weeks while you're in the you're behind the scenes, busting your butt, interviewing nannies, trying to find them someone. But if they don't know that, they don't trust you and they're not going to trust the process. They're going to start looking elsewhere and think that you don't care and you've you know kind of dropped the ball. But if you're doing those things and you're communicating with them, weekly or every other day and saying, Hey, I just want to update you. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. These are the people I'm coming across. I'm still looking, you know, just keeping them updated, returning their calls is huge. And one of the things that we do before we open a new branch is we do market research and kind of scope out the competitors in the area. 
it is amazing how many people just don't ever call back and we'll call saying like, Hey, I'm interested in your agency. I want to hire a nanny. Can you call me back? No call back, or it'll be two weeks and then they'll call back. And it's like, if we can just return their call or answer the phone when they call, we've got the business because that builds trust. They believe that you're a legitimate business. You're going to be there for them because they're talking to you. And I think that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest difference maker in terms of who's successful and who's not. Another thing is, and Nicole doesn't have this benefit yet, but being a mom myself, I can relate to that mom when she calls in tears because she has to go back to work and she's having to find someone to leave her baby with. Like, I remember that it was terrible. So having that ability to relate, and even if you can't relate specifically, you know, we can empathize Nicole can empathize and lend an ear and say like, oh, that's, that's gotta be tough, you know, and not treat it just like a business because it's so much more. It's a relationship. Like she said, also the background checks that we do, I believe set us apart from other agencies who kind of just do a, a broad, you know, criminal background check. We do not only the criminal, but we also do a civil background check, which I don't know of other places that do that. And to me, that's important because if you write bad checks or you're continually getting evicted from apartments or you've got restraining orders against a spouse, like none of that's going to show up on a criminal background check. Those are civil issues, but they reveal your character. And so we're trying to look at the whole person of the nanny, not just like, have you ever been arrested? But, you know, what are you like as a whole person? Are you responsible? Do you have a chaotic life? Those are the things we want to kind of weed out. And so we do that through our, our civil background check. In addition, you know, we do, of course, do the criminal check. We do the sexual predator check. We do the social security number verification, driving record check, all those things that you would expect. But I think that civil piece is really important as well. So I have a couple of questions. Number one, I would imagine their CPR certificate. Like, are there things that you help them get certified in? Because Nicole, you're coming from a college student, not even a graduate. So you don't have much money. You're like, wait, I need to do all these things. Does the agency help, especially if it is a college student, which I would think would be a fantastic job for a college student to kind of dive into, right? Do you offer the certifications for them? Like, talk to me about what you provide for the nannies to help develop them and get them up and running and, and certified in things. So we, what we do in Gainesville is we partnered with a CPR company that's local who gives, I want to say it's like a 30% discount on their courses for our nannies, only for our nannies. So we send everybody to them and they're able to get really thorough training at a discount. We don't train them ourselves. We don't, you know, teach them the CPR. We expect them to come already trained as a nanny as well. Like we don't train them how to be a nanny. We want them to already have that experience when they come to us so that we're not sending somebody out who's never changed a diaper. We want them to have, you know, a few years of experience as well as written references, which you can't get if you don't have experience. But on top of that, what I, and everybody can, you know, does their own things to do team building and that type of stuff at different locations. We just finished doing, I mentioned it before, but we just finished doing a self-defense class which I think is important because all of my nannies here are female and, you know, we live in a college town. The crime rate in Gainesville is surprisingly high. I just read an article that said it's, it's the same basically as uh, Miami in terms of per capita. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So we did a self-defense class and that was our, our quarterly event that we did together. And it was, it was, we learned a lot, but it was also really, really fun because 
one of the challenges with working with the nannies is like, we don't see them every day. We, we interview them, we meet them face to face, you know, we onboard them, we let them meet with families. But once they start working, we don't see them every day. We talk to them via email or phone about scheduling stuff, but there's, you know, they don't have to come to the office and check in and then go out to work each day. It's, it's so it's a little bit different in that regard. So I'm constantly trying to think of ways to stay connected with them and, you know, still have that relationship with them just through creative ways. I love that. And then I guess lastly, because you mentioned 22 locations, and I think that's why I was a little shocked. Tell me how like the structure works with the owner. So is it like a franchise? Like really help me understand like what that looks like. And is there any vetting process for the owners who want to come in and then put their name on saying, I want a Twinkle Toes agency? Like talk to me about that because it sounds like you're so passionate about it. Um, and from one business owner to another, I know what that is to have your name on something. So we are a franchise. We franchised in 2017, and that came after I opened in Gainesville in 2011. And then I had people contacting me wanting to open in different markets. I had already at that point opened in Tampa and put Robin there to manage it. So I knew, and I had also opened in Jacksonville at that time. So I knew it, this wasn't just a fluke that worked in Gainesville, right? Like it, it works in other places too. So I, that's one of the big things. In franchising is you have to prove your business model in multiple locations before you can be taken seriously by anyone. So we did that. And then in 2017 became an official franchise. And originally all of the, and I would say still really all of the franchise sales were very organic. They're former nannies like Nicole, families who moved away and realized like, Hey, there's nothing like this here. And it, it would either be that family or that family's friend, you know, would, would contact me and get on board. We do vet the franchisees by, I'm trying to remember what Nicole had to do because the process has changed since then. But yeah, there's a, a background check, a credit check, personal reference check. There's a whole franchise application you have to fill out. There's an initial franchise fee. But now we do, and this has been recent because I found kind of a, there's a very specific personality type that works in this business. Not everyone has the right personality for it. And that doesn't mean they can't be a successful business owner. It just means they're not going to be successful in this business because we are constantly going to be pushing them to be something that they're not. And that's miserable for us and it's miserable for them. So what I've found is this personality test, I've identified exactly what I'm looking for. What's the right answer on this test? And if you're if you're not the right answer, then I'm going to pass. And I I've done that a couple of times this year already, and it hurts because that's a lot of money I'm turning down. And it you know we could be in three different states right now, but it would be a constant struggle, and it's not worth it. And they would be miserable. So um, to me, that's the biggest thing because you can check all the boxes, have all the money, perfect credit, be in the right location, but if you're not wired for this type of business, it's not going to work. I agree. And I think that's something that you learn in business 101 when starting a business, right? I think of knowing that not everyone's for you, not every customer's for you, not every customer's for you. And then in your situation, mm -hmm. not every franchisee owner is going to be for you, right? Because now I think you can be a little bit more like, wait, do I really want to connect with that person? Is this going to be more headaches than actually being something that's beneficial? Am I going to have to fire this person? Like there's so many things. Nicole, let me pivot to you. How has it been now being a business owner with it? 
and saying, okay, like what have you learned and what have you taken from this and saying, listen, I went from being a nanny to now being a business owner. Like what have been some of the challenge you faced and overcome? And then some of the things that you've really, really enjoyed learning this process, because you're, I I always say there's always something, Christy, you and I both come from the corporate world and there is something to say, having that structure that has helped because there's certain things that you just have and it just comes innate. So Nicole, you didn't have that, which could be, which could be wonderful as well. So talk to me about what this learning process has been to go from nanny to not owning a business and outsourcing nannies of your own here. Yeah. So it has been a huge process and it has opened my eyes in thousands of different ways. Mm -hmm. I originally went to school and got my bachelor's degree in integrative animal biology. Like I was on the track (laughs) to go to vet school and I was a science and math nerd. So opening a business was foreign to me, but I've always been, like Chrissy said, a risk taker and I'm always a natural born leader. I don't think I've ever joined a club and not ended up president of that club or had some sort of executive board position. So it was, you know, it was that challenge I was willing to take, especially with the support of Robin too, and having her teach me along the way. But unfortunately, like that first year, I really thought I'm a natural born leader and I have the personality. I'm so extrovert. This is going to be so easy. And it wasn't, you know, like Broward County is huge. It's hugely populated. The zip codes are so condensed so diverse and it you know it's funny to say but it's like it's obvious but it's not my first year I definitely did not hit the pavement as hard as I could have you know I really thought you know a couple clients here is going to just automatically build and I realized like this is going to take a lot of dedication and time and a lot of accountability that I think I never needed to put on myself in prior like in school and things, you know, like I love studying. So I didn't need to be like super accountable on myself to study. But, you know, like Chrissy said, like making sure you're staying in contact with clients all the time. And on top of it with your nannies was a big eye opener for me. And I think admitting that I needed to learn more and ask for help in that area really is what like hit me on the head and what made it all the difference in the world. And just knowing that like, my favorite quote to say is Rome was not built in a day. So, you know, reaching my two-year mark, I get to see, you know, like all the things that I missed out on my first year that I'm going to make sure that I continue to do from here on out. And, you know, to like overcome those just like personal challenges, I guess, and learning about like the entrepreneur business world at the same time while actually running a business can be very overwhelming. It's like a lot of information all at the same time. It was a huge personality shift. So, I think, you know, I put the work in and I took the time and I admitted my faults and now it's, you know, reaping its reward and it's becoming that thing that like I see people and they're like, oh my God, you're Nicole, right? I'm like, oh my God, you know me. (laughs) So it's exciting and it's like, you know, like it's fun to get that recognition and, you know, also like I think I finally have like learned how to manage behind the computer and also in person. So, you know, in 2024, I you know, connected with you and a bunch of other, you know, mom organizations in Broward County and, you know, built that kind of community. And that I think is like what is inspiring me to just like keep it going and remember like when it does get hard, like it's so worth it at the end. And this is just a little temporary bump in the road if I face some sort of challenge. Listen, you're not a mom yet, like Christy mentioned, but motherhood motherhood and entrepreneurship really 
kind of go, there's like so many, you know, you have to be able to ask for help. You have to be able to have the grace, right. And understand, because I think, especially I, I, I can attest for all three of us, I can tell in the conversation, very high achieving, very kind of type A, like when we have something we set our mind to, we do it, we make the plans. We're num- I'm a number person. My background is in accounting, not podcasting or motherhood stuff. Right. I'm an accountant. So but there's something to say of like really giving yourself grace. So the fact that you can sit back and have the self-awareness to say, listen, this is kind of not where I thought I would be because I think, yeah, when we have this awesome idea, we're like, oh my God, this is our baby. It's going to be fantastic. Same thing like motherhood. I remember I was like, ah, I've managed people. Like, surely I can take care of a child. And then my son was born and I'm like, whoa, completely left field, right? So we have these expectations we put on ourselves. So the fact that you recognize that now and say, okay, I dealt with it. I recognize it. Here's the self-awareness part. Now, how do I fix it? Right. Because I think the thing you don't yeah. want to do is to say, oh, woe is me. What do I, you know, then you find a plan to get through it. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. And I would imagine this is not a college town either, although there are colleges, but, yeah. a, a, you know, FAU isn't the USF, right? It's more, I think it's yeah. getting better now, but when I definitely was there, it was more, commuter students, I guess we would call us, right? Not necessarily students that stay on, you know, campus and maybe, so you're dealing with challenges because Broward County is huge compared to Gainesville and maybe even to a Tampa, right? The county itself, there's so many elements. So give yourself grace. You're rocking it. Of course, you know, anyway, I can support, I would not be inviting you to my mom's stuff if I didn't think that there was something Mm -hmm. special. And that's something going to Christy's original point of really building that credibility and trust, right? Exactly. That I didn't know you, but I think there's something to say for energy and for vibes and seeing the passion that you have. So give yourself grace. You got this. Yeah. Um, thank you. How I want to say, how can people connect? Right. So two things. Are you always looking for nannies? I would imagine the answer is yes. So maybe, Nicole, you can take this for those that are maybe in the Broward County area of like how they can connect maybe for to apply to be a nanny. And then for the families that want to connect. And then, Christy, you can take over to mention for the Gainesville and the locations that you particularly oversee. So, Nicole, talk about how nannies can connect with you and parents and families. Yeah, absolutely. I think for nannies, the easiest way to connect would just be to fill out the nanny bio on our website. And that way I get no- I get the email um, and I can give you a call and do like a quick phone screen, I like to call it. But also, you know, like. Chrissy was saying, we're always readily available on our phones too. So even just a phone call to just pick my brain about information, I'm willing to, you know, put that time and energy into those discovery calls is what I've been calling them recently, just to answer any questions and see if we would be a good match. And same for clients, you know, just picking up the phone, calling and answering questions and, you know, kind of getting your your ducks in a row and seeing if this is something that would work for you would be the best first step. And then we can kind of go from there on, you know, next you do the registration form and then we'll start the, the nanny placement process with the nanny bios and everything. But I think, you know, just me being readily available on my phone just means like, if you're interested at all or have any questions, calling the agency would be number one. 
we'll say this, Christy, before you talk, uh, the process was seamless. So for those listening, um, uh, Twinkle Toes, we had some um, nannies from Twinkle Toe Agency, or really Kim, she, who's who's great, um, nannying some of my mom events, because I really wanted to happen to offer that resource for my moms, because I know a lot of moms couldn't maybe attend some of the events, because childcare, right? Everything when you have a child, it's, it's childcare aspect to it, especially if there's things you want to do without your little ones with you. And the process was so seamless and we don't necessarily have to get into it, but speaking from experience, it was seamless and it's very affordable. So for anyone listening, and we'll, you guys can also mention the websites, it'll be on the show notes, but it was a very seamless process. So thank you, Nicole, for that. Christy, okay, same same thing. I'm sure you're looking for nannies, you know, for families. Talk to me about that process. We are, and I, I only own the Gainesville location currently. I sold Tampa last year. So Robin has now, she managed Tampa forever and now she's moved up to a corporate position where she's providing direct support to all of the franchisees, which is perfect for her. Huge. Um, but for Gainesville, yeah, it's twinkletoesnanny.com. Select the Gainesville location. The phone number and email are both listed there. There's a contact form. There's a registration form for both families and nannies. And then for anyone interested in uh, more franchise information for opening in different locations, there's also a franchising link on the website at twinkletoesnanny.com. It'll say franchising. You just click on that and there's all the info. Great. So you said Twinkle Toes Nanny Agency, say the website again, and they can click any location? Twinkletoesnanny.com. Perfect. And then any location, you know, all the different sub. Perfect. Also Instagram. So tell me, I also like my guests to mention Instagram. So Nicole, maybe say your Instagram handle and are they all the same with maybe just the location, maybe speak on that. So our Instagram is Twinkle Toes West Broward County. They kind of differ all the other agencies, but that's our Instagram. Same with our Facebook as well. We're super active on Instagram and it's fun to build that, you know, those relationships with the comments and giveaways and things like that. So that's another huge platform too to get connected as well and get started. Chrissy, what about you? Facebook group? I, I think you got your Tampa Facebook group is actually pretty large because I tried connecting you guys. Facebook groups for moms is huge. So a lot of yes. the mom mm-hmm. groups down here, the minute moms are like, nanny, I'm like, twinkle toes, adding twinkle toes for you guys. So Thank you. yeah. So Chrissy, where can they connect you. with you and your agency in Gainesville? So on Instagram, we're just twinkle toes nanny agency. And then Facebook, it's Twinkle Toes Nanny Agency Gainesville. Perfect. Any other final thoughts? Nicole, I'll let you go. And this is kind of just an opportunity to say anything you really want to leave the listeners with. And then Christy, I'll let you end it. I think it's more knowledge is power. And I love being a resource and educating others. And it's the reason that I spread myself so thin. And I'm part of a networking professionals group. That's actually where I'm at because my meetings in 15 minutes upstairs, you know, so I love being, you know, more than just your nanny agent, essentially, you know, like after I get you your nanny and everything's good, I don't want to never speak again and just bill you every Monday, you know, I want to stay on top of it. So any way, shape or form that I can, you know, connect my moms and send them on a little mom and mommy and me date night. And I provide the date nights for your childcare while you guys go meet each other. Or, you know, if you have anything, I love being that just like resource and I love networking. So this has been like something that I never knew I needed essentially. So it's been really good. And I just look forward to every person who calls my phone and I get to meet, whether I help them 
with a nanny or I just get to introduce myself. Christy? Yeah, it kind of goes along with what Nicole is saying. Um, and I believe it was on your most recent podcast that I listened to it yesterday. I don't know when it aired exactly, but the concept of community came up and how as humans, we are so wired for community. And like, there's been just so much research that's come out about that lately, about how it's it's the remedy for addiction. It's the remedy for depression. It's the remedy for so many mental health issues, yet we're becoming more and more isolated as society because we're behind our computers and our phones and not interacting. And then what, you know, COVID did to kids, especially adolescents, you know, having them isolated. And now we're seeing the effects of that and mental health issues. So I just can't say enough about community. And this has been such a great source of that for me personally. And so many of my really, really good friends that I have currently started out as Triplato's clients. They called me when their babies were little and we provided childcare and just through talking every week, you know, as they're going through things with their kids, like their kids are grown and in college now. In a lot of cases in high school, middle school, they don't need a nanny anymore, but we're still friends. And so it's been a great way for me to build community just, and that was totally unexpected when I started this business, you know, but that benefit comes through the relationships. And like Nicole was saying, picking up the phone, talking to those families, putting in the work, and then you get these beautiful benefits of having this awesome community that was built kind of as a, a byproduct of it. That's awesome. I'd say, you know, when you become a mom, community is everything. It's why I started the motherhood village. It really is life or death to your point, Christy, like Mm -hmm. now things are coming out. Like it really truly is. It makes people live longer along with other things, you know? So Nicole, the fact that you mentioned that really taking it above and beyond and Christy, I think that's why I'm, I'm assuming more so why Chunko Toes has evolved to where it is. And I think as long as you continue to have that spirit, I can only see it going upwards because people just don't want to feel like a number, right? They want that. They want to know that they're more than just a number and that, you know, we're in this together. So kudos to you both. This was awesome. Christy, thank you so much for your time for coming on. Nicole, thank you. I actually have a couple of groups I'd love to connect you with entrepreneur wise that you can just reach out to. But thank you, ladies, both so much and continued blessings to you for both in life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this impactful episode of the Motherhood Village podcast. Subscribe to my show so you'll never miss a future episode. You may also rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with someone that can use it as part of their Motherhood Village. Remember, your village can take up many forms and you do not have to do it alone. Connect with me at themotherhoodvillage.com. Blessings to you for love and light.